watching the movie being discussed in this episode prior to engaging with the episode itself would be a worthy assist to you. Okay? So. Welcome in. If you have not seen this movie, you probably shouldn't be here, but with that said, let's review Training Day. Spoilers abound. I chose this movie out of a relevancy to Tyree Nichols and what just happened with him and those five police officers. I may do that from time to time. If, if something in the news, some current event, triggers a scene from a movie or a theme from a movie, and I'm like, that would be relevant to review right now, I'm probably going to do that. I chose the movie Rampart, which is about a corrupt police department, which I'm sure that not everybody was corrupt in there, but if some are corrupt, it's a corrupt police department. It's broken. It's not whole. It was. It's in Los Angeles. It's based on a true story. I'll pr I may review it at some point. Woody Harrelson plays the cop who is um, the protagonist of the story, but an antagonist to everybody else around him. Then... As I was three minutes into that movie, I was like, wait, training day. That's way more relevant. It's also the superior film to Rampart. I think that training day is, is the better of the two. And with it being a black police officer from the streets, I felt that that would be a little bit more relevant to talk about because it being a white cop and it being a black cop doing these things are, are received two very different ways and come from two very different places, which we'll, we'll get to that. So Denzel Washington plays Alonzo. That's the antagonist of the story. Jake, played by Ethan Hawke, is the protagonist. We follow them for an entire day because Jake has just started his new job. Alonzo's his trainer, hence the title. It's directed by Anton Fuqua who has provided many different opportunities for black people, black stories, and very unique very unique black characters get to get to be played on screen and showcasing their experience as human, not just, oh, he's the black guy. They actually go very in-depth. This director most recently made Emancipation with Will Smith. He made a documentary on Muhammad Ali. He did both Equalizer films with Denzel, and then he's also done plenty of movies with white leads to Tears of the Sun, King Arthur, The Shooter, Olympus Has Fallen, and Southpaw. He also did The Terminal List, David Ayer wrote this movie, Training Day, who also directed the first Suicide Squad movie. He wrote and directed End of Watch, if you haven't seen that, you should go check that out too, with Jake Gyllenhaal. In terms of the unwritten rules and how everything works, the unwritten language of the world, of the streets, David Ayer has a firm grasp on. He's lived it. So the dialogue feels so real from all of these guys. Jake is introduced as the main character. We're, we're in his POV the entire time. He's a rookie, just starting on the force. He's a family man with a wife and a newborn. Alonzo is Jake's trainer and takes this very lawless approach to police work. The badge is what makes the citizens comply. It's a cheat code to very easily attained power. I think one sentence that sums up this movie very well is, If you want to know the true character of a man, give him power. That is Alonzo. We're talking about Alonzo. The entire time, Alonzo is going to resemble a gang member from the start. Wearing all black, dressed in jewelry, he uses psychological sadism towards his victims to, to who he considers to be weak around him or weaker than him. And that is shown immediately. We start off, Jake has just received this new position. 
Within the first two or three minutes of the movie, he gets a phone call from Alonzo. At the end, he starts to go, dude, thank you so much for this opportunity. Alonzo hangs up. This is the kind of behavior that Fletcher used in Whiplash towards Miles Teller's character. When he's like, hey, show up at 6 a.m., but it's really 9 a.m. that he should actually be there. That type of uh, just display of power. Then they have breakfast, and Alonzo displays an immediate power dynamic just sitting there in silence, not even paying attention to his new trainee they just met. Then he gets super friendly and starts talking to him, starts getting Jake to talk. But he's just gathering information. He's not actually engaged in anything being said, even though he's like, yeah, whoa, dude, no way. He's just gauging the innocence of, of his new trainee. Alonzo is in this new position of power, and he's reveling in it, referring to both his guns twice really early on in the movie. This man is demanding power and demanding that others around him see him as powerful. Then they start their shift, and we see a clear divide in one another's philosophies. Very quickly, they get into very sketchy behavior just on their second stop with some drug dealer and not notifying back to dispatch. Alonzo goes, no, 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 stay off the radio. And he uses excessive force. He even steals from them, from a couple guys who had just bought drugs. So who were they going to go tell? Right after that, what he just stole, the drugs he just stole, now he offers to Jake. He's like, smoke this, take this. Jake doesn't do it a couple times. And this is where Alonzo pulls out his gun, stops the car in the middle of the intersection, and holds the gun to Jake, saying, dude, if we were undercover and somebody offered you these, you would have to do it. It doesn't matter if you're a cop, you're on the streets right now. And if you were undercover, we'd both be dead. That's important to know is information, but you're not in that situation. And there are other ways of training Jake in that moment. Alonzo is just proving to us, the audience, that he is capable of anything. Jake caves, he actually smokes it. Turns out it wasn't weed, it was PCP but that he should know the drugs that he's taking. That's what Alonzo's saying. You should know, which is such abusive behavior. And he really toys with Jake in, a, in an extreme way early on. Alonzo just makes this a habit of taking drugs and money off of off these, you know, criminals, these thieves. They are criminals and thieves, outlaws of society. So he feels like he can just pick on them because he's the police. So now his partner Jake slowly but surely starts to get, get the message on what the rules are. And he starts to bend the rules to his favor, just like Alonzo's doing. But he can tell that his trainer is far more advanced and has lived this life for a long time. His standards start lowering because of this. His superior's doing it, so why not? Nobody else is looking. It must be okay to loosen my belt and start disobeying the, the law and start obeying the street laws because, oh, uh, that's one in the streets. We could get killed. This is when they arrest Snoop Dogg, which is funny, and then they gag him and he pukes up some money. Then they get him to tell him the name of, of his drug dealer. He snitches, and it's a big name. So this is like their target now, who they're going to go after. Jake's definitely worried about the method that Alonzo's using to get this information and how extreme he's going. It's too, it's too far of a step for Jake, and Jake does not have the confidence to speak up about it. I recently heard somebody put it that uh, if you have a hundred cops, 99 of them are bad, and one doesn't speak up, that's a hundred bad cops. Because uh, that would be wrong. Illegal to not speak up if you know and see something. Soon after this, 
Alonzo uses some BS search warrant. It's not even a search warrant. It's like some pamphlet, some brochure to enter a home that he's not allowed to be. It's actually the drug dealer's home, the name that they were just given. So they went to his home. He wasn't there, but part members of his family were, and he was able to go in with Jake. And it starts to get, it starts to get real stressful. The woman knows that they're obviously trespassing. She goes, I want to see that search warrant. And Jake's like, I, I, what? Just, just sit there and, and be cool. Gun pointed at her. This whole th scene results in a shootout right after that because the neighborhood, they know that he is overstepping his bounds. These two cops barge their way into her place. They give her the warrant, quote-unquote warrant, walk out. She starts screaming and flailing. You guys, is a bar game in another place? They leave, and they come back a little bit later and drive through the neighborhood as if they own the place, just displaying power. This is more Alonzo than Jake. Pigeons fly away, and they take note, and Alonzo says something. Yeah, the pigeons always telling everybody I'm here because that's how he thinks of himself. As just the king of the streets, and the and the badge backs him up 100%, protects him like the, like a shield. Soon after this, Alonzo is meeting with politicians over a fancy dinner, so he's very in. He's in with a lot of different groups, and how it's how this scene is lit. It seems like a layer of sorts, and their conversation is so toxic in nature. It seems like hyenas cackling before an attack on a prey which is the city that they all claim to protect. Alonzo and Jake get a real warrant and they search a residence. It's Rogers. We've met him previously in this movie and they find a huge treasure chest of money at Rogers place. And all three cops wanna split it and just take it for themselves, except for Jake. So there's four of them total. And we can tell this does not sit well with the rest of the cops because it's just easier if they're all in on it. If everyone's involved, there's no uh, chinks in the armor of that shield. So Alonzo wants Jake to shoot Roger, whose house they've just raided. Jake says no and thinks it's a joke until Alonzo stands from a seated position and does shoot Roger. Point blank range in the chest. So they devise a plan to make it look like Roger fought back and like they put some bullet holes in the wall and stuff. And then a cop stands there and purposely takes two shots in the chest, in the, in the bulletproof chest. One goes through and penetrates his side. But with how expertly Alonzo sorts out the situation and directs everybody to do stuff, Jake just stands there watching him. Like, this dude is simultaneously unhinged, yet so calculated and sinister. Jake is heavily second-guessing who he just got involved with and what he's now an accomplice to, because it seems like Alonzo has done this a lot. <sighs> so Alonzo spins a whole story and gets the other cops in the room involved to frame Jake for the shooting. So they try and pressure him into saying that he's the one who shot Roger. This is where Jake grabs Alonzo, grabs his gun, and takes he gets the upper hand of the situation. He also proves that he has much finer tactical training than Alonzo does. Alonzo probably doesn't have any cop training right now. He's lived the life of this corrupt cop on, on the streets. There's no way he has any training or could even, or could really even pass uh, police academy again. I love Jake's line. That's the second time you pointed a gun at me. It's not going to happen again. But Alonzo knows how to talk his way out of any situation. Just run his mouth. 
Jake lowers the gun and doesn't take any further action because more cops are coming. But this creates an obvious divide inside the police department. These cops have the power to get rid of Jake if they all ganged up on him and they were all in on it, just like he's seen they were capable of. But that was on small scale. So now, Alonzo and Jake have to keep working together. They get back in the same car and they have to finish out their shift together, even though that just happened. Jake is pissed. They just committed murder and armed robbery and only Jake has taken it seriously. Alonzo thinks it's all part of the game. This is how it goes on the streets. This is how you play. And Jake's like, dude, we are not part of the streets. We put a stop to it. That's what our oath was that we took. And then Alonzo has this super heartfelt moment of getting real deep and sensitive, but it's a tactic. He even makes Jake cry. He's encouraging him to step up and be more of a leader, and it works. It, it reels Jake right back in, into, into accepting the way that Alonzo runs things. Then Jake runs an errand for Alonzo, and he gets himself into a really stressful situation with some gang members, trying to rub elbows with them and get on their side, but they think he did something that he didn't do. And they're about ready to kill him. They have guns pointed at him until they can call somebody to clarify whether or not he's telling the truth and corroborate his story. He almost lost his life, Jake, in that moment over a misunderstanding. And those are some of the most stressful situations to, to watch. The show Lost, that all of the tension that's built is built off of misunderstandings that happen throughout the show. It's so stressful. So that's what happens. But luckily, somebody th that they call, they all decide that Jake's not lying so they can back off. Close call. Jake decides that he's had enough, so he he finds Alonzo and he gets the jump on him. Alonzo tries playing it off and slowly takes control of the situation again. He knows how to maintain control of the situation and of his surroundings. In his world, he commands what's around him. The inevitable war is here, where Jake and Alonzo are now at war. And it's heartbreaking because there's a shootout that occurs between the two of them. And it's heartbreaking because Alonzo includes his own son in the shootout. He doesn't necessarily hide behind him, but he does put him in front, in, the, in between Jake and him. Jake is more protective of Alonzo's son than Alonzo is himself, and Jake's not even the father. Jake really is the only one out of the two of them that is looking for safety. To prevent danger. Jake is the only one. Alonzo beats up Jake. And even how he does it is like a gang member would. Stomping and using every everything around him to just pound into Jake. It's, it's incredibly chaotic in nature. There's no tactical training. This leads to a car chase scene. But there's only one car because Jake is hanging off the back. They crash into a pole. And then Jake just walks around to the driver's side and just starts laying haymakers into Alonzo before holding him at gunpoint. Then they realize that they are surrounded by like 50 other gang members because they're in the middle of a neighborhood. Alonzo is counting on every black man in that neighborhood to be on his side, but he's actually very mistaken. They say, you have to put in your own work around here. They're calling him out. And then he starts to realize that he might not have the power that he thinks he does on these streets. He even gets shot in the butt cheek for being so cocky. <laughs> he gets shot by Jake, but Jake says, the next one's going to kill you. 
and he rips off the badge from Alonzo's neck. He goes, you do not deserve this. Alonzo is no longer the wolf. He's actually the one being fed to the wolves by Jake. You gotta be the wolf out here. Yeah, but if you're acting like you're in the wild, whatever's around you is gonna treat you like you're in the wild. So Alonzo's the wolf being fed to, to his own kind. He's surrounded by like 50 black dudes who are now against him. Alonzo's final rant is completely out of fear and denial of his situation. His eyes tear up as he's screaming and shouting at everybody. Denzel plays a genuinely terrified man pleading for his life through the guise of an angry rant at everybody else. He thinks he's driving away scot-free. He gets back in the car and like three cars pull up beside him and just gun him down. I mean, he gets like a hundred bullets put into him. Bonnie and Clyde style. The supposed king of the city has fallen greatly. To flip the Spider-Man phrase on its head, it takes a responsible one to have power. It's as simple as that when the movie comes to police officers in general. Alonzo and Jake are the perfect representation for law enforcement as a whole. There is good and there is bad. Squelching the whole thing removes any good from it too. Trust me, there is good police work, but there's a lot of bad. Jake represents the people in the police force who, who seek to protect and serve, actually, no matter the cost and no matter the enemy. If they're a menace to society, they get prosecuted correctly through the legal system with no abuse involved, no overstepping the bounds, no lack of knowledge to what the law says. Alonzo represents the careless abuse and liberation felt with the power of the badge. The ignorance of thinking their lawlessness will bring longevity to them in any way. No, it's not. Lawlessness brings a lot of bad for a lot of people. Alonzo's ideas of justice are completely twisted, using fear and deception to get his people to comply. He'll use these criminals to go take care of those criminals for him. It's street justice that he uses, not the legal justice. Anton Fuqua has a quote that said, Alonzo is the type of character who probably start, started out doing good police work. Then he thought, if I'm just move an inch this way, I can get the advantage over some of these things and make a case stick. Then he moves it a foot, then he moves it a yard, and before he knows it, he's on the other side of the fence entirely. That's what Alonzo is in this movie. And you can make the connection to the recent Tyree killing pretty easily. I don't need to spell it out for you. It's relevant enough. Just with what everything, everything that we saw was gang activity in that video. And so again, I picked this movie to, um, well, this movie came out in 2001. 22 years later, we're not only dealing with the same level of brutality, but now it's more widely known, and it seemed way more extreme. Unless the type of police brutality that we've heard of from these minority groups that hasn't been filmed, that doesn't go viral, maybe that stuff was just as bad as the, as the Tyree Nichols video. Anyways, if you guys like this movie, uh, let me know what you think in the comments. I'm glad I chose it, and I'm glad that, uh, that I reviewed it. I'll catch you next week. Peace, everybody.